In a weird state of mind. Fuck. Let's get to it. Announcements. Um. So this is a really loose episode today. Um. Super duper. Super duper fucking loose. It's just uh. It. I've been having some great episodes with guests, but um. This the last couple of days have just been fucking nuts for me. This is almost like a therapeutic therapeutic episode, I guess. Um, there are some things I want to talk about that are going on in the world and all that. But um, regardless, my first announcement: why I want to get to. Um, I'm currently waiting on a potential COVID infection situation with me. Um, I really hope this would not happen, or that it would at least. Um, happened at a time where it wasn't as crazy. Um, all I'm going to say is that I had social interaction with someone who, um, ironically had been very careful about this, but may potentially have, uh, given me COVID, which is the irony is so thick. It's like thicker than syrup. It's ridiculous. Um, I'm still fucking pissed about that. Just saying, um, if that person is listening to this. Just with how that whole thing went down in general. And you know what I'm talking about. Um, but regardless. Um, so I was supposed to have a guest today actually. I was supposed to have G7. We're pushing him back to Sunday. Hoping that the person who may have come in contact with someone with COVID. Gets those tests back. And hopefully they get negative tests. And I can just move on with my life. Maybe a good idea to get tested in general, but I swear to fucking God, the last two days I've tried to get tested, I have woken up progressively earlier the last two days, and both times I, you know, because I work till, I work till 10. Um, yesterday I was under the weather, so I stayed in, um, and I went to bed early, and I woke up today early, and I, I checked the fucking thing. I couldn't do, I couldn't get in. They wouldn't let me fucking in. It's, uh, it's blocked up. There's so many fucking people over the age of 60 that are probably trying to get in. They only, they, they, I don't know how far ahead they've booked this. I don't know how this shit works. Regardless, I don't know when the fuck I'm going to get tested. I'm probably just going to play it safe and maybe just try to get tested. Just because I happen to be in the position I'm in as a podcaster. Um, this has something that, this is something that I have thought about. Um, but we're going to get into this later. Um kind of how I feel about all this in general, but regardless, that's my first announcement. The second announcement, um, we're going to have ad spots open. Well, we've been having ad spots open. What I'm saying is that we have them open. Um, if y'all want to get on here and promote your shit, this is the perfect time. It's the perfect time to do it. Um, and I'm going to give you the first couple free. Um, the, the whole point is channels to help each other out. Um, so that's what that's what I'm offering. Um, besides that, I am probably going to try again some of those really basic um, ad ad sponsors. Um, Shadow, <laughs> Shadow Raid or what, what? Shadow Raid, Raid Shadow League Legends, whatever the fuck. Where the fuck that shit is? I'm gonna get what? I'm gonna get that. The Nord VPN, whatever the fuck. I'm gonna get that. Maybe we'll see. We'll see if that works out. Um. And like I said, if you don't have a product and you just want to, um, you, if you want me to get a quick shout out to you at the end of the video, um, you can donate to Patreon. 
I might, I might even, I might even, I'm even thinking about dropping that down to like a dollar. Like, just because it's such a, it's such a stupid fucking thing. It sounds, it, it seems so scammy of me to like, fucking be like that. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I guess, I guess I'm trying, I'm trying to do my shit. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's up. Patreon, please subscribe to that. Um, even if you like donate a fucking cent, that would mean, that means a lot. I mean, cent might be a little insulting. I won't lie, but regardless, just do what you can. I guess that's all I'm going to say. Um, upcoming episodes, we have Katie Williamson coming up. Hope uh, th This is obviously assuming that my COVID situation gets figured out in a timely manner. Um, we'll have Katie Williamson on the podcast uh, Saturday. It's going to be filmed Saturday. I don't know what the fuck is that. Um, that's going to be a great episode. We're going to get some, uh, me and her go back years. So that's going to be kind of another fun one. Kind of like J bash. If you guys watch that, um, then the day after we're going to have G seven, we're finally going to have another musical artist on G seven. He's a producer. He's worked with, um, Lolo Savage, D Lolo, the Don, all those guys. Um, just kind of going through that whole group cycling through. So it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about that. Um, hopefully don't hit, we're not, um, being a dead horse or anything like that. <laughs> um, talking about that group. But I, I think they're very interesting. I, I really love having all of them on. I think it's good content. They're, uh, they're, the view numbers are staggering. Um, so I love having them on. It's great. It's a good time. Oh, um, I had one other thing. What was... Fuck. I lost it. Must not be that important. Okay. Well, um... So I guess besides that, we're just gonna we're just gonna dive right into the episode. So, all right, y'all stay tuned. <sighs> Fuck it, y'all. Let's just get this shit started. What do you think? <sighs> Hello, everybody. You're watching to slash listening to the McAllister Hours. I'm your host, as always, Colin McAllister. And today we're doing a solo episode. Um. Like I described in announcements, this is a very <coughs> loose, very free-formed episode once again. Um, there are some things I want to get into, both um, minor, a little serious, both funny, and um, a story then that's even very inspirational. Um, and then maybe a story or two at the end. Um, at least it seems like the last little episode I did where I was able to just bullshit for an hour and just talk about my past or whatever. Um, it seemed that seemed to do like probably better than most of my solo episodes. So I think I want to integrate some of that into into that a little bit. But um, I guess what I want to start with today is the fucking thing I've been avoiding for the last month because I'm so goddamn sick of it and. I probably disagree with the majority of the population on handling this, how I've been, you know, going about life. I'm not going to say I've been out there fucking partying, but, or I guess I went to one, one shindig. I'm not going to name names, but there might have been more than 10 people total. But I think, but I think even that, 
gathering, they were still everybody was socially distancing. Distancing. Um. So I don't know. I think it's weird. I. People say this is serious. It is. I'm not saying that people dying isn't serious. Um. However, the thing I will say is one of the. And I do have one source that we're going to pull up here, but I I didn't even spend that much time pulling up sources, to be honest. So I might get a lot of flack and a lot of criticism for this, but how this whole thing has been portrayed from the get-go with the media, how, how much, how poorly it's been reported on. I was just listening to uh, Eric Weinstein's uh, most recent podcast, and that was the entire thing just like i mean not the entire thing but that was a big major part of it is just how how poorly the information has been come across how much conflicting information there is how we're just it we seem to be like almost in this cesspool of just garbage information garbage communication um completely through the scope of social media i think the thing that's i think that's the thing that's probably really unbounce this whole thing there you know there's social media but if you're any sort of social real person you always have that um other other lens to look through per se with co-workers or with you, you go to a bar and you have a conversation at a bar not that that's like a scientific conversation but as a person you can at least formulate ideas have constructive arguments in person i think it i think having in-person arguments is like so so important so constructive um, and I, I'm not saying, well, we're going, I guess we're going to get into this, um, whether it really was a good idea to s shut everything down, um, on the, on the scale that it has, I don't know. It's really hard to say. It's, it's hard to say because I think Iowa, Iowa's gotten a lot of heat, but I think we're act if you actually live here, it's not, it's not as bad as what's portrayed in the media. I don't think. Sure, I mean, they, I, I still know plenty of people who um, don't have jobs or have been struggling with all that. But I think I think most of those people by now have probably gotten back into it. I would think. I guess I haven't really kept up with them, but I think most of those companies have opened back up. Opened back up. Obviously, everybody's hurting with, with the social distancing thing. And um, that's really going to affect businesses. We're going to see how long. I'm really curious to see how long restaurants implement that if there's just going to be a point where this drags out too long they're just gonna be like fuck it you know it's it's whatever whatever holiday people are going to come eat at our restaurants more like let's say it's i i would think this is ridiculous i would hope this wouldn't be the case but let's say thanksgiving comes around um contrary to what you think a lot of people go out to eat around thanksgiving because they're all doing the whole meal so you know they want to keep all their preparation for that so they all go out to eat at least that's how it seems to work around here when I've worked in the food service industry. Like, the day before Thanksgiving at any place I've ever worked has always been just fucking nuts. Um, but, you know, if you have a day like that, or even probably earlier than that, I'm probably just not thinking of one. Um, those businesses are eventually like, fuck this. I, I'm not, like, I'm not sacrificing my entire livelihood because of this, this, the, this government. Because of these rules that they're laying out. And the whole problem with this whole thing is it's a clash issue. The, the people that are making these laws, that are making these decisions, 
are people that are unaffected, unaffected by staying inside, unaffected by being trapped. I've been fortunate enough to be able to work through this whole thing and to be able to, you know, still go out to my job, to my job site where I happen to not work around anyone. I can just clean. Yeah, it's not the most high paying job. I'm in a situation where I'm grateful that I can do both this and work a job like that and be able to do all this. It's fucking, it's great. But there are a lot of people that, that that's not the case for. And these people aren't fucking, these people that are making these decisions and reporting on this and doing all this, they're not in that, they're not in that same realm. They're not in the same group of people. We're really getting into like this dystopian class kind of issue here. It's fucked up. And eventually the whole thing's going to collapse. The whole fucking thing's going to collapse at some point. Um, I feel like I'm fucking Alex Jones right now. <laughs> <laughs> just because uh, the babies the government's selling baby parts to Africa I don't fucking know man anyways let's pull up this fucking article enough of me rambling okay I guess that's that's my point that's my point with all of this the CDC's new best estimate implies a COVID-19 infection fatality rate below 0.3%, which is lower than driving, lower than going to probably, let's see, percentage chance of death for driving. A 1 in 77 chance of dying when you drive. That is way more than 0.3%. I guess that's my point. That That's the point that I'm trying to make here. Is it really worth taking all these measures? I got into this huge fucking argument with my friend the other day. Who is, in my opinion, going has been taking this entire thing fucking insane. My, my parents, the people I love, have been taking this entire thing fucking in, to an insane level. Are you really, are you really, like, nobody's looking at this. Everybody's looking at this so black and white. Nobody's looking at this from a fucking open-minded frame. They're like, they automatically just take this thing that people have told us is, like, just so fucking dangerous. And they're like, yep, we're gonna blah, 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 blah. They're like a fucking robot, a fucking sheep, and it pisses me off. Yeah, I'm fucking yelling it right now. Because every time I fucking open up a social media network site, it's this crap. And I can't fucking stand it, man. It's bullshit. No, I don't think I should be fucking chastised for not going to the store with a mask. If you feel like you're at risk for COVID, don't go to the fucking store. Make accommodations. It's not my fucking responsibility. If if people are if there's a 1 in 77 chance of dying, the government doesn't shut off all the fucking roads. Does that make any goddamn sense? It's bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm fucking. I this this whole thing has just because I feel like I'm one of the few people that are actually going out in this world, actually going out in society. And I I think it. I don't see a difference. I really. I, I mean, I do see a difference. The only I should rephrase that. The only differences I see are the differences that are made by all these fucking ridiculous guidelines. It's it's a virus, man. You know how many fucking viruses 
are killing people all the time. You know how many suicide rates are up a thousand percent? Way more people are dying from suicides, not getting cancer treatments. I could go on and on and on and on. To focus all of your time and energy on this is so fucking stupid. So stupid. So fucking stupid. There's so many different things going on right now. We have a fucking presidential election coming up in November that could change the scope of America's history. And we're not even fucking talking about that right now because of this virus. Is it's bad. I'm not saying it I'm not saying people aren't dying. That's not bad. That's not but don't compare it to the fucking Spanish flu. Don't stop. You're just creating hysteria. You're dragging this thing out more. You need to really look at shit. You need to look at shit from perspective and lens of an open-thinking person. Stop getting all your information from Facebook, Twitter, wherever the fuck, and actually step out and look at some shit. <sighs> okay. So, the best estimate... Okay, so it's 0.4% is their high ballpark. The CDC also estimates that 35% of people infected by the COVID-19 virus never develop symptoms. Okay. We've known that. They're the, that We've learned that the last couple weeks that they're um, asymptomatic people. They've said 70 to 85% of the population, population is asymptomatic. Um, so, I mean, I guess that, I guess that's the question. If it's only affecting, if the average rate of death is higher than, uh, of this virus is higher than, the, or like higher as an older in age, then the regular average, is it, is it worth, is it worth ruining if everyone, let me ask you that. Is it, it's like, it's the, it's the philosophy of like, we were talking who we were, I think we were, this must have been Lolo's episode. I don't fucking know. We were talking about. If someone takes LSD and jumps off a building and dies, they, you know, that's like an argument for LSD being legal. You know, that's like the one, I'm not saying that that's the case with COVID, but it's that same train of thought. You take this one thing and you blow it up and it ruins everything for everyone else. <coughs> Ugh, don't smoke kids. Um. The CDC estimates that the okay, so the CR the CFR, the CFR stands for what was that again? Fucking a. I'm not a journalist, man. Here, I'm gonna put I'm gonna post this article below. So there's a CFR, which is I'm pretty sure fucking a. I can't find it. God damn it. CFR. Am I fucking retarded? Apparently. They had the definition when I read it earlier. What the fuck? I like, just read this. Read through this. I'm fucking stupid. Why am I even doing a podcast? <laughs> um, okay. S okay, so... 
one the the one thing this article points out one glaring problem with this worst case scenarios was that counterfactual assumption that people would carry on as usual in the face of the pandemic that they would not take voluntary precautions such as avoiding crowds minimalizing social contact working from home wearing masks and paying extra attention to hygiene the imperial college projection was based on the unlikely absence of any control measures or spontaneous changes in individual behavior similarly similarly the projection of as many as 2.2 million deaths in the united states cited by the White House was based on no intervention, not just no lockdowns, but no response of any kind. And that's the prop that and that's the that's the divide that's where the divide in this country has got gotten us to with this fucking COVID shit. Um having these extreme and I I know maybe I sound very conservative, but I'm not saying that people should go to the fucking beach and like go crazy either. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying me as an individual just going to the store and having a couple people over for the podcast. I don't think that I am a fucking menace for not wearing a mask. I don't fucking know, man. I I I I just call me immature, but the the amount of discomfort on that thing is I don't think that I don't think that the risk to population is worth me having to, I I just don't and these numbers say that when the, and there's been so much speculation on how these covid numbers are even happening so somebody will die unrelated to covid they will get tested positive for covid and they will mark that as a covid death that's been a speculation for from numerous people over the last weeks and it's just been increasing obviously as this article points out I just I don't know. I I I've been avoiding it for a long time, but that I, I finally just want to say how I feel about this. I think everybody that's freaking the fuck out about this whole thing is just they're losing their fucking shit. They're losing their shit. They and they are not helping this fucking panic. You, they're not helping things get better. We're this is bad these are these are bad times despite you know despite whether the coronavirus caused it or whether the panic caused it these are just these are these are crazy bad times i'm not denying that denying that i don't know um i feel like i've just kind of taken it um taking this article and kind of just spit out how i feel about it Okay, so so the original estimate was 0.8 to 0.9% for the IFR, which, fuck, what that's, god damn it. Why am I not finding where that stand stood for? Basically, what this article says is that the CDC, the HWO, and everyone else fucked up. They fucked up. They overestimated, I know 0.6% doesn't mean that much, but it doesn't seem that much, but in talking, if you break that down to millions, and the media projects that as millions, people operate off that. Um, They don't realize that. Maybe they do realize that. Maybe they're just ignorant. I think the point is, I think, I think, I think a year from now, or years from now, maybe, I guess we'll just see. I think we're going to look back on this and see that everybody overreacted, that the CDC overreacted, 
in that the WHO overreacted. Um, I think, however, we're also going to see that nobody was prepared for this. Um, <clears throat> let's say that. Let Let's not even talk about this. Let's say that something worse happened than COVID. Let's say something that wiped out 25% of the population happened. Catastrophic. Fuck, let's not even go that high. Let's say let's say 10%. Let's say 10% of the population, the US population becomes wiped out by a virus. This tiny fraction of a virus has definitely showed us, shown us that we need to put way more money in medical spending, way more. We need way more research put into STEM. We need there's so much in the medical field and the science field that we need to fucking bring. And that's why I hate having that conservative mold is because the fucking people that are fighting that are generally nine times out of ten the fucking conservatives. It's the same shit I was talking about with J-Bash. The whole thing is fucked up, okay? What I'm saying is that everybody needs to come to the middle for a minute, all right? And when we're in a situation like this where people's actual lives are at stake, it doesn't even fucking matter about your political agenda or who's going to win or what or your opinion or anything. There are actual lives and livelihoods at stake and people are making it political. It doesn't, and I'm not, I'm talking either way. I'm talking about Trump. I'm talking about Pelosi. I'm talking about Kim Reynolds. I'm talking about the governor of LA and New York. I'm talking about fucking everyone, man. It's all fucking political. The whole goddamn thing. They don't give a fuck about you or me. They do not care. They only care about one thing, and it's green. And it's not marijuana. It's pot. Or it, <laughs> it comes in a pot. It's money. That's the only fucking thing we care about. It's money. And that's all I got to say about that. I'm done. Fuck COVID. That's all I'm going to say. Fuck COVID. <sighs> okay. Holy shit. That was about 20 straight minutes of me just being pissed. I think that <laughs> I, I usually have such a cool demeanor in this show. And I think the last couple of days, I've just been pissed. I just finally got out. I kind of feel good about it. I think this is probably going to be one of the cringier moments in podcast history. In the in McAllister Hours podcast history, look, listening back onto it. But who knows? MLK speech. No, I'm just kidding. That's funny. That's fucking horrible. Um, so something else happened the last couple of days. I'm not, and I think everybody already knows what I'm talking about. Um, it's fucked up. I, I, I'm not, and I'm not gonna spend the next however talking about. It. It's horrible. It's horrible what happened. Just not not bad situation, but the thing I the one thing I do want to say about it, the only thing I want to say about it because I don't think I have a right to talk about it. I mean, really, I think anything I say about the topic is just going to get torn apart based on who I am, and I that I, I just I it doesn't even in my mind I don't even need to tell my opinion. It doesn't matter. My opinion on this doesn't matter. And I'm not even saying my opinions either way. It just... I'm already saying too much. What my fucking point that I want to say is that I've been seeing a lot of movement on social media. Um, 
the last two days I opened up on Facebook is come to this post where people are advocating violence. Violence isn't the fucking answer to this problem, man. It's not. It's never worked. Ever. Riots don't do anything, man. They don't they don't fucking accomplish anything. All all it does is it gives media flack and media hype and political hype. That's all rioting does. It's fucking stupid, man. And and, and take flip that. The cops being violent. They need to be held fucking accountable. I'm not saying just being fired. They need they need to be held to the same accountability as the handler system. Okay, I'm already going too far in this. What my fucking point is, don't promote hate, okay? That's not going to help anything. Don't promote violence. Don't promote hate. What we need to promote is a fucking true democracy. We need to promote people fucking coming together and like voting having actual fucking candidates who actually are the voice of the people and who aren't just in it for whatever goddamn reason they're in it for money power etc fucking name it they have books on it they have films on it it's obvious it's obvious why these people are doing what they're doing and i, I i'm not saying i know all the answers i don't know the fucking answers to how we fix this but I can guarantee one thing, this this radical idea of violence against the government is fucking retarded. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's not helping anything. All it's doing is causing more troubles. So do me a fucking favor and stop. Stop. Stop making these fucking crazy posts where we need to be violent towards people because of what happened. That's not helping anything. We need to be able to have a discussion an open forum discussion with people on all sides and all viewpoints and figure out how can we fucking come together and fix this problem? What rules can we put in place that accommodate everyone that can put people who commit this to a standard that is the same as everyone else? I think that's what we need to think about. Holy shit. So, let's see, TDLR, COVID's bullshit, violence isn't the answer, sponsored by Sprite, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, No, I've been sticking to Sprite, I think it's about, about two weeks now. I've quit cigarettes, it's been about five weeks since my last cigarette, I'm still doing this, but... I really only hit this thing, like, most of the time I do is on a podcast. Honestly. I maybe have it out a couple times. A couple other times during the week. I like to sit on the patio and do a, um, have some late night hookah. Maybe have some other recreational activities around. Um, just chill out. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I, for me, it's not like a pack of cigarettes. Um, there is plenty of science to back up that. Like a bull hookah is like the equivalent of a pack of cigarettes. I'm sure that's the case. I'm not denying that. Um, what I am trying to say is I think I think it's better to have like a stationary 
um, if you have like a stationary, if you stick to that stationary tool, or like with pot, you know, if you just like have a rule, like I have, I always have the rule where I try to keep, it, you know, I, I try to keep it at home, and if I don't keep it at home, I bring it in a joint, so that way it's its own vessel. I don't have any pipes or grinders or anything on me. It's just a joint. I can smoke it. It's done. Or if I'm in a situation where I'm about to encounter law enforcement, I can swallow it. You got nothing on me. It's perfect. Um. So, anyways, that's kind of my that's kind of my uh, mentality into this. Yeah. So. <laughs> As I cough my fucking lungs out. Holy shit. This, God, this water. I think I need to clean this out or something. This water's been getting ickier. Way quicker. Anyways, nobody wants to hear me hit hookah. So I think we're going to take a little break here. I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up some shit that I didn't pull up for some stupid ass reason. Um... And yeah, we'll be right back. Hello, everybody. We are back. Um, I just put the notes aside. Um, we are doing impromptu from now on. Uh, well, from here on out, I should say, not from now on. <laughs> not never. Uh, I like the episode J Bash. I think went really well. I really enjoyed that episode. How it went. I, I don't know. How, I mean, I enjoyed the content while I was listening to it. Uh, my friends enjoyed it. Um, but, I don't know. I guess it's interesting. What the fuck? Where the fuck was I going with that? Um, I don't know. But, so... There's this guy. John Steen Guard. I don't, know, I don't remember how I came across him. I might have been on Reddit. It wouldn't have been Facebook. Oh, I was going to rant about Facebook. <laughs> I don't really want to, though. Like, all I got to say is fuck Facebook. I, I I got it again, like, two weeks ago. Well, okay, so I've always... I've always had a throwaway account. Like, I got another... I, I had a throwaway account for hashing. And then I had got another one for something else. For the, oh, for the McAllister hours. Yeah, I think that's what I did. I had a throwaway account that was just like all private. And I just had it for my McAllister hour page. And then I kind of started realizing how much... Because that's the thing I didn't realize a couple years ago. Is like how much potential there really was to promote your shit on Facebook. Because I always try to promote my stuff, promote my stuff on Facebook and... It never really stuck with anyone. I don't know if I've just finally found the format that people actually care, give a shit about. I think that's probably a lot of it. Regardless, um, Facebook's a fucking cesspool. I hate it. <laughs> uh, fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. Fuck all that crap. I think it's garbage. So that's all. That was my Facebook rant. Anyways, so this guy, Steingard Creative. So. I guess that's where I'm confused. Maybe I think this is the band page. So we're gonna we're gonna read a story here. He put this Instagram post up. He was a um he was a Christian rock artist for like years. Um his father was a pastor. 
and he posted this, I think, what was it, two, seven days ago, so a week ago, was when he came out of the closet, per se, <laughs> or so to say, uh, for um, being an, well, I guess, so I guess he's not, you know, I don't think he's affirmed an affirmed atheist yet, because nobody, nobody's crazy enough to, like, be a Christian for years and just be like, I'm an atheist. I, I didn't even do it, you know? I think he, if somebody's actually capable of doing that, you're fucking insane. Like if you were, if you were somebody who actually believed in that. Now, I'm not trying. I'm not gonna try to get into this too much. I could probably argue that I did believe in it for a very small part of my life, but I, but that's what it was—a really small part. Um, my parents didn't join church till they were five, or till I was five. Um. Which, if you re read Jonathan Haidt, um, what he has said in that book is that from the ages, or from the book, I'm sorry, I should actually say the book, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, the Righteous Mind by Jonathan Haidt, um, highly recommend it, great read. Um, he describes how morality is created between the ages of zero and five. Um, and for a lot of these people, I think for a lot of these people who are really deeply rude Christians, I think that has a huge impact. And that's what he argues in the book is that it has a huge impact. Excuse me. Um, on how you're raised, and especially like from a religious standpoint. I'm not trying to get into that too much. I just thought that this was as somebody who not, not to this extreme, but like I shared this with Jay bash and he kind of shared similar, um, similar impression that like it's very relatable for somebody who lives in the midwest and isn't is a atheistic or agnostically minded person so anyways uh i'm not going to read this whole thing kind of just going to get skim through it but this is not a post i ever thought i would write but now i feel like i really need to i've agonized over whether to say this publicly and so how to do it but i now feel that's less important how to do it more important that i do it so here it goes after growing up in a Christian home, being a pastor's kid, playing and singing in a Christian band, and having the word Christian in front of me most of the things in front of most of the things in my life, I am now finding that I no longer believe in God. The last few words of that sentence were hard to write. Blah 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 blah. He's very sad. Which I'm not trying to downplay. I, I, I what I wow. I sound like a dick and I said I didn't want to downplay it. I apologize. No, it is very good. I, I understand what he's saying. Because those are really hard words. I remember when I had to tell my parents that I didn't believe in God anymore. Oh my fucking God. That was a nightmare. That was a nightmare for for me to like sit there after having lied to them for like four months that I was going to church and just be like, you know, I, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's it's bullshit. It's all bull. I've, I've felt like this for years and yeah, it's just bullshit. And I had to have that conversation with them. And I had to have I had to have another conversation with them, like years later. I think they were maybe into the tra train of thought. Maybe maybe still are that will eventually find the faith. I think as I'm growing older and older and older, that's becoming less of a possibility, um, almost insignificant. I think the older I get, the more hypocrisy I see in religion. It just strengthens my argument even more the older I grow. Um. And I think that's a very similar thing with what this person was going through, um, John Steingard. But regardless, um, 
So this guy being a member of this Christian rock band and being like a very prominent Christian figure, um, he described he describes being terrified. I've been terrified to be honest about this publicly for quite some time because of all that I thought I would lose. I'm still scared, but I'm writing about this now for a few reasons. First, I simply can no longer avoid it. So this entire thing is like nine fucking pages long. I'm not gonna read the entire thing. Um, wait. Okay. So here's the band. Hawk Nelson is the band. Okay. I don't know where they're from. I don't know anything about that. I've never heard any of their music, but that's the band. Hawk Nelson. This guy's John Steingard. I don't know what he plays. Nothing. He did at one point believe. He grew up in a Christian home. His dad was pastor and still is. Everything was about church. Very similar community to what I feel like I grew up in. Like, very church-centric. Which... I guess has its positives. I would think it's... I, I personally believe that um, over time it's more of a negative, but I guess it's good at some points. I will admit that. If you're in a place that's really bad, sure. Like, if you're in a fucking alley shooting up heroin and you want to get out of that and churches the way to do that, fine. I wish there was a different way that people could do that. Very same thing, but it doesn't exist, unfortunately. Um, probably be probably due to religion, but regardless, um, so yeah, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to, this guy's from San Diego. So I guess it's, I mean, maybe it'd be more surprising this happened in Iowa. <laughs> regardless, I thought, it, but you know, I thought it was really inspiring. I thought it was a really good. I thought it was a really good story. Like, I really, I'm going to give an applause to this guy. I really, like, I, seriously, I really congratulate somebody who's willing to do that. Um, I'm going to look this up now. Pastor Comey's Atheist book. Um, fuck. Yep, here we go. So, why I became an atheist. Former preacher rejects Christianity. This guy's name is... Is this the guy? I'm sure there's several of them. So there are a couple different ones. A couple different books of that. But I'm trying to think. So here's a YouTube video. This is interesting. Maybe we can give this a watch. Depending on how long it is. I don't fucking know. Oh, it's post. I don't want to fucking do that. No, I don't want to get copyright. Okay, but... Anyways, I think that was, I thought that was really cool. I thought that I thought you know all the crazy shit going on. That was really something that kind of inspired me. It was kind of like you know there are like sane people out there. Sane there are sane rational people out there who are critical thinkers. And for somebody from that environment who's able to step out of that, I mean seriously, wow, that's always huge. That's like, to me that's like that's really. That's really breaking the trend. Because it's, it's so hard. It's so hard to, like, have that conversation. I, there's so many family members that I have yet to, if ever, to have that conversation with them. About why I'm an atheist. About why. I'm just sorry. I just don't. I, I have nothing against what you believe. I respect 110% what you do going to church. Fine. I have no problem with that. 
but I'm not. Uh, I'm definitely not going to go with you. I mean, unless there's unless there's a death or a marriage. This is the only two times that I'll I'll go back to a church. Sorry. Um, it just makes me uncomfortable as fuck. And I guess that's probably more so for the Catholic Christian faith. I'd pro- I'd probably go to like a um what's the what's the term? More of a maybe more of a minority per se kind of religion. Maybe something that's just not as vocal in this part of the country. I would definitely be open to something like that. I think that would be very interesting. I would actually and that's kind of the thing um that a lot of the atheists are flawed is that they're not able to be open-minded and even like i think you know being an atheist i I was thinking about this the other day i think being an atheist it would be stupid it would be incumbent to say that religion didn't play a part in where we are today i mean obviously it has um well that's for the good or better is up for debate but it we would not be here we would not be where we are right now in this time in this time in this whatever 2020 living in america we would not be here without religion in in this state we would not be in this state without religion let me rephrase that um so yeah that's my that's my spiel i have closed my internet browser We are kicking back with a hookah. Holy shit, we have been going for almost an hour already. I think we're verging on the point of a solo episode too long. But alas, I don't know. We could talk some shop, talk some stories. I don't really know how much I got. I don't know how much I'm willing to talk about. Hmm. I could tell a really embarrassing story. Very embarrassing story. I think very few people. I don't think anybody that was there is listening to this. Very few people would probably even remember me telling about this. So I think it's a good one. So, living in Northwest Iowa, um, I spent the first half of my education in a private Catholic school. Um, I'm not gonna, whatever. I don't even think I'm, I don't even think the school's around anymore. So, it's, it was Spalding Catholic. It was in Northwest Iowa. Um, the town I was going to school at the time was, or no, no, I was in Alton. That's right, because they split up. They split up like the first. Like, it was, like, first through third was in one place, and then fourth through sixth was in another. It just wasn't very economical. I mean, all the buildings really run down. It was the... You would think that... It was kind of ironic, because you would think the Catholic churches would have, be the ones that would have a lot of money. Um, but in that particular area, it was, like, the opposite. Like, the Reformed churches were, like, the um, financial powerhouses where the Catholic churches were the run-down ones. Um, excuse me. So, that was an interesting dynamic. But anyways, not related to that at all. I <laughs> I was, 
I was in Northwest Iowa. Um, I was in fifth grade, and my my grade was about twenty people. I think probably a little less than twenty people. It was very small, very small. It's pretty much split down to even boys and girls. And um, the, this was like a strict school to say the least. I mean, the teachers were. I always remember them being very, very strict. Um, I I would I would compare. <laughs> I don't really make this comparison anymore. But there was a there was a long period of time in my life where I would compare them to like the the, the devil or like uh, demonic figures or characters I'm, this is how bad this is how much i hated these people <laughs> at the time <laughs> um um anyways so they, they they had this ridiculous rule where um you you had to like you had to ask permission to go to the bathroom and you couldn't go a certain amount of times even though they would let you drink water unfiltered <laughs> they would limit your uh uh, restroom restriction for some reason, or they would restrict your restroom usage, I should say. Um, so I had already used mine up or something like, something to that effect. I don't fucking know. Um, so we're sitting in this cafeteria, there's like, you know, it's grades four through six, there's probably about 50 people, or 50 kids, I should say, in the entire place. Um, I'm sitting there eating lunch. I will never forget this. These like cold, the cold benches, you know, just like metal cold. You know, it's obvious they didn't want to pay for heating. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, we we ate lunch and we were kind of, you know, there was always like a good ten minutes afterward, you know, in between that and recess where you could bullshit. Or no, it was like some weird deal. It was like a half day that day for some reason, which was really lucky on my part considering what happened. So there was this friend of mine. His name was Eric. He had an eraser. And he, you know, we were fucking little Catholic kids. So we had done plenty of sex, talked plenty of sex jokes by that point. Um, and he did this thing where, like, he drew, like, a fucking, like, smiley face <laughs> right here above his chin. And he had, like, this really really obnoxious like almost cartoonish butt chin like it was like he had an actual ass on his face if you saw like the the Oliver Tree video recently where he has like these this like pair of testicles coming off his chin it was very similar to that but it instead it was a butt <laughs> so he took an eraser he started just Fucking his chin. <laughs> like a little... just, And I was on the verge. I had to pee. So bad. So fucking bad. You guys probably already know where this is going. I had to pee so fucking bad. And we were already... We were, you know, we were jib-jabbing. We were bullshitting. It was a good time, you know? And in that moment, I just pissed myself right in the middle of him using an eraser to fuck his chin I just pissed myself pissed my and we wore these so we had a uniform I wore uh, 
corduroy collared t-shirts and or not corduroy the cor- pants were corduroy they were like blue corduroy pants and then it was like i don't know dress shirt not dress shirts but like kind of similar to that like that red collared like fake basic whatever like cotton or whatever so in that uniform to piss your pants in that uniform like in a corduroy pants is like one of the most uncomfortable I mean fuck if I was gonna piss my pants these days I would do it like in sweatpants that's pretty uh that's pretty flexible soaks everything up really nicely you can dispose of it you don't have to like wipe yourself corduroy no corduroy doesn't absorb liquid it's like leather um so that was that was tragic and then I think at one point, yeah, what was that? So I sat, yeah, that's right. So I sat there and waited because we were like about to leave. I sat there and waited for like a minute, maybe two. I don't know. I probably walked up because we, there was like a table where you had to like clear your tray, you know, take the night, you know, scoop it, whatever you had left. And that was another thing about that school is they like, you had to eat a certain amount. If you didn't, you didn't get recessed. It was a fucking... They weren't nuns. The teachers weren't nuns, but they might as well have been nuns. I'll just say that. So anyways, I didn't go to recess or anything. I went straight to the bathroom, and I was under panic. And I just didn't know what the fuck was happening. People had noticed. It was a nightmare. Um, There were only female teachers. There was not... I think there was... I think in my entire existence going to that school when I was from the grades of kindergarten to sixth grade, I think I had one male teacher. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I only had one male teacher the entire time. And he was, um, he was a music teacher and he was, um, flamboyantly gay. Not that that's bad, but I mean, it was, it was just, it was just obvious thinking back. I remember watching high school musical. music class when it first came out it all makes sense now anyways um so if you're still riding with me you're uh you're imagining this scenario sitting on the toilet pants down to my ankles wiping myself with toilet paper freaking out i hear a knock on the stall door and it's one of the female teachers asking me if I'm okay and or no or no I think she didn't even ask but she just asked straight up if I wet myself I, I admitted yes Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> um they gave me a pair of sweatpants and that made it stupidly fucking obvious um and I remember just sitting there in class silent while the entire class just like all were just jeering at me that might have just been how my brain perceived it but i mean that is the memory that sticks with me it's just like sitting there just like head down just like staring at the floor (sighs) moral of the story is kids are assholes um and don't like make kids fucking wait to take a piss. If a kid's got a piss, let him fucking piss. The more you rule, the more rules you create, the more trouble you create. That's why I've learned. Um. <laughs> so that same year, fifth grade, another story popped in my head while I was telling this. 
fifth grade. It's basketball, right? It's basketball season. Basketball season was like, uh, it was like winter time. So it was like November, October, November to like February. I want to say maybe I, you know, being in fifth grade probably wasn't even that long. It was probably only a couple months, but those are probably some of my fondest memories being in being in basketball because it was like I think almost everybody was on the team. Like basically everybody that was like in the grade that was like part of the collective was like on the team. So like everybody that was on the team all got along. We were all friends. It was good. Um. And how it worked is, like, you know, it would be at the same facility. So, like, you would go home, and then you would, like, come back later that night. It was, like, night practice, which is, you know, makes sense with the, you know, as the uh, the adults were, like, volunteers. Usually they had their kids that were on the team or whatever. And uh, they... We, we were having practice. So we had practice at the gym. The same facility, but the teachers had gone, and the cafeteria door was always unlocked because the cafeteria was like connected to the gym. That's how that worked. The gymnasium where we practiced. We didn't really have any games there. It was like I think it was like technically the church gym. It was all like a collective, interconnected. It was really weird, rural small town shit. But God, just even like thinking about the layout of that place fucking weird man but anyways um there was this so for lunch I'm, I'm getting way i'm getting way off track so for lunch there was like a they had this system where they had like a stoplight <laughs> the fantastic educators this is the best they could come up with um they had a stoplight so like green was like everybody was talking at a quiet level and then like yellow Got a little iffy, you know. Got to calm down. This is, your, this is your final warning, right? You better be talking at, like, this level. Or you, these hungover teachers just... And it was obvious that they were hungover. I mean, that that must, that had to be why they did it, right? They all had to get together, and they were all like, Holy fuck, Jesus Christ, I got shit-faced last night. I drank, like... Half a bottle absolute. It was just fuck, man. I was trashed. I just watched Grey's Anatomy all night and ate an entire frozen pizza. It was great. But fuck, I feel like shit. Another three teachers would say the same. Yep. Like, all right, you know what? If it's lunch and we're all still this shitty and these goddamn kids say one fucking word. They're done, man. They're history. Over. I swear to God, there's sometimes they jump straight to red. What the fuck? This isn't a democracy. This is socialism, man. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, okay. <coughs> so anyways, uh... <laughs> one of the uh, one of the basketball players had a brilliant idea, brilliant idea, and it was to take this sign and dispose of it because it was just like a paper sign, you know. 
They didn't even really put that much work to it. They had a little masking tape. You know what I mean. Um, so, <laughs> they probably just threw it away outright. I mean, it was nice, I'm sure. They had, like, the black paper with the three different colored dots. I'm sure it took them, like, ten minutes. But, regardless, uh, they... <laughs> The next morning at lunch, they, like, discovered this, and they were really upset. They were all teachers really upset. Because, like, the whole thing was, like, these teachers were, like, universally hated by the students. Uh, there were there were so many times where, like, we would test the, the stoplight. It'd be, like, yellow. And then, like, people would, like, intentionally be, like, bah, 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 and, you know, they'd get recess or stay an hour after school. I got detention a lot growing up. A lot. Um, but anyways, so we threw away the sign. Next day, teachers get, you know, show up to lunch and what the hell? There's no sign. And I swear to God, these motherfuckers, <laughs> they took all of the members of the basketball team and they, they brought us into a classroom for recess. They had us sit like strategically apart to like create a sense of distance, you know? The teachers say, "All right, we know one of you." I'm paraphrasing, obviously. All right, we know one of you motherfuckers did it. Who like? And they're basically expecting us to rat. And this is the lesson I learned very early on. Snitches get stitches. I don't rat, man. I don't fucking do that shit. I don't take the plea deal. I don't rat. I haven't been in that situation besides those days. Thank God. Because look at me, but regardless, snitches get stitches. So basically we just sat there. We sat there for like an entire half hour, right? Just silent. Silent. Nobody snitched. Eventually they gave up and just let us all go. Um, it was a victorious moment. It was a, vic a victorious moment in Spalding Catholic history. As we, as we all cheered outside, having gotten away with it. I don't know if they put, they probably put, put up a new one after that and we didn't do it. They probably told the basketball coach and the coach was pissed. They probably made, he probably made us run or something like that. I don't fucking know, man. Those were some weird days. Growing up in Catholic school. going to Catholic school and then like I didn't get raped by a priest or anything like that. Um, there were, I do remember some nuns. They were pretty bitchy. I mean as they stereotypically are. Um, I remember there was a priest. Fuck. I think his name was just Father John which is such a you know whatever name. Like generic I suppose. Like I I don't remember anything else, but I like thinking back. He was kind of a weird. He was a weird character. Um, I remember like specifically the music teacher quit because he was there. And then she came back once he left. I would not be surprised if there was some sexual shit going on there. That just, I'm not. I'm not gonna like accuse anybody of that, but. Because I didn't hear anything to that extent ever. But you don't know. I mean, 
it fits, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It, it fits with what could possibly happen. Or what could possibly happen fit with what did happen, I should say. I'm not even using this fucking new gun. I'm just rattling off so much. Damn, these coals are... Fuck. All right, come down. Damn it. Fuck. Ah. I'm going to ruin my entire fucking setup here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should just sell this and not do this anymore either. Just quit smoking entirely. I've even thought about, like, having, like, just taking a week where I just don't smoke. I don't smoke anything. Pot, hookah. Obviously, I'm still not smoking cigarettes, but nothing. I just stick with edibles, constant, you know, not concentrates. Just basically things that you don't smoke. Stick to drinking and stick to edibles. Do that for like at least a week. See how I feel. See if it, I don't know if that would be worse or better. Maybe if I, I, I would have to probably have to keep the drinking under control because I just don't believe drinking is like. Although drinking in small amounts, I don't think is really bad. But I mean, maybe I think like smoking kind of helps me even. Oh, I don't like recommend mixing smoking and drinking. That usually doesn't work out for a lot of people. But um, I don't know. I think it's fun. I think it's a good time. Fuck, man. <laughs> but yeah, Catholic school. Yeah, I mean, religion in my life has been... It was always like a really weird force in my life. Like I said, I don't like. I did. I distinctly. Maybe that's not true. I guess I don't really remember a time without my parents being religious, but like I kind of do, in a way. Like I have very early memories of my mother. And like my family. And I don't know. I don't know if. I think what happened to them is the same thing that happens to a lot of people, especially if they move into a small town, which is a lot like the small town that I've lived in, which is there's a certain sense of social pressure to attend church. Uh, I think people that are religious aren't really willing to admit that, but it's true. I mean, you should go to church. You should come do this. And, you know, maybe it's the responsibility of people to not, have a negative outcome or to not socially backlash somebody because they do not attend that. Um, although I don't know, I've, I've, I've faced criticism for that in the past, making those kind of assumptions, especially from people who have lived there. So I, I digress, you know, I, whatever, that's my opinion. That that's my experience. That's my opinion. That's, and I'm, I'm more than willing to admit that that was flawed, especially considering the fact that I was dealing with a lot of mental health issues. Um, my high school years, especially probably the time that was the worst ever in my life, at least thus far. I mean, probably even worse than my divorce, honestly. E even that whole process. I mean, I'm not trying to get into that at all, but even, what I'm trying to say is that living in that town of high school was like worse than my 
bad parts of my marriage and worse my divorce. Like it was that bad. I just remember feeling like I was in hell all the time. Like just not accepted, not really feeling a sense of connection anywhere. Um, I remember fighting the ideas of the church when I was a teenager. I remember, I remember telling my parents that it was, I, did, I was even considering atheism at the time or agnosticism or not being a different religion, really. I really just wanted to convert um, to the Protestant church, which in hindsight, I'm really glad I didn't. Um, I'm kind of glad that they, not in the way they probably want, but I'm kind of glad that they, you know, didn't let me do that because fuck that. But they told me that they would not get, I mean, this is going to make me sound spoiled as fuck. They would not help me with my education, which was something that they would f willingly do unless I claimed this ideology, which people can criticize, say whatever and criticize that. I know I've gotten, you know, people of older generations will say that's totally fair and just. I, di I disagree. The whole point of being religious and having a belief system is because that's what you want. You, Coleman. You, Coleman, or you, insert your name, want this thing. You, you, tr you believe this to be true. This is what you believe is how things are, and that's all that matters. Not what Aunt Betsy thinks or Uncle Rich thinks or whatever. Or your mom or your dad or your sisters or anyone. That shouldn't matter what they think. What matters is what you think. And I think that's something that's lost when you have these institutional religions. When you have generations and generations and generations of the same like-mindedness. That same brainwashing effect that religion has. I think it's very easy for that to happen. <sighs> Anyways, I well, I'm trying to. I was trying to find a story through that that wasn't like a personal rant, but it kind of just turned into a personal rant. I guess the story being that that happened that I was kind of forced. Well, well, forced into that, and then I ended up like we moved to Des Moines. The family located in Des Moines. I ended up having such a horrible time in Orange City. I left the day after I graduated high school. And I skipped graduation. And I just moved to Des Moines. The day after. Packed all my shit. Got the fuck out. My father was living with my grandfather. So I lived with my grandfather for about a month. Until they got a place. Um, the rest of my family. So, like, I lived with my dad. It was really weird. It was like a, it was this really weird transitional point in my life. I was figuring out Des Moines. I, I had known Des Moines a little bit growing up here, or not growing up here, uh, having my grandfather live here, I should say, and visiting. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was a weird, it was a weird time. It was a weird time for everyone, I think. And my family, 
my mother, my other three sisters, they stayed, ended up staying there for a little bit. I think there was camp involved. They did like this three, seven week thing. I did something very similar. It was different. Um, so there was all that. So yeah, so that was kind of the transition period. Anyways, so during that summer before going to college in South Dakota, um, I just stopped going to church. I started working in Des Moines. I started getting a vibe for, I think working, I think going straight into the movie theater industry was like, cause I worked at, I worked at Cinemark for about, oh fuck. I think like a year and a half on and off. I had a lot of times where I was in college and out of college, I would come, you know, you'd come out for break and they'd let you come back really easily. Cause that was always when it was busiest. So it was perfect. Um, you know, it was, they had weird hours, but, you know, it got to a point eventually where they, you know, they'd let you work those easy shifts if you were, like, committed enough. I eventually got to that point. It was, in hindsight, compared to a lot of the jobs I had, it really wasn't that bad. There just, there came some things that came inappropriate uh, over the last couple months I worked there. I'm not going to get into that. But anyways, so I think working in that environment really helped me kind of have a scope. I did meet people of a lot of different ideologies and cultures um i think just you know seeing different groups of people come through and like having grown up in a town where you all you saw was like white straight males and white straight females all christian related i mean for the most part there was one black kid in my grade one and he was adopted for god's sake his parents weren't even black i mean it, it was it was that it was that lacking of diversity. So to come to a place like this and to work in a place where like everybody came, it was just, it was, it was a lot, but I, I enjoyed it though. I remember like feeling like, like that was when I actually enjoyed my job and like enjoyed living here. Like probably, I mean, not that I never didn't. I mean, there were times I guess where I didn't enjoy living here. I guess now I enjoy living here. Regardless, I'm getting off track. So, yeah, I stopped going to church, and then, like I said, I kind of came out, and then, yeah, I've just been, I've been an atheist ever since. <laughs> That's really all there is to it. I feel like I could go on for hours. I don't know. I, like, I guess it's the question. Do I, like, bounce off, like, that two-and-a-half-hour deal and try to do another long one, then... Maybe a G7's be, but I want I want to have I want to get into some. I really want to like just bullshit with G7. He seems like a really interesting guy. Like everything I follow and every you know the few times I have talked to him on social media, he just seems like a very interesting character. I think he's somebody I could vibe with. Fuck, I don't know, man. Does it really matter? Is that? I guess that's really the question. Am I just thinking too much? People will listen because they want to listen. I mean, that's really. You know, what is this? Is this me talking to people or is this me just like letting off steam and like laying my subconscious and my consciousness just like fall out into the microphone onto MP3 file? Very similarly to how people write. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like other 
other possible memories I have. Things I haven't really talked about. <laughs> what I should really do is just start writing them down because, like, my brain is always such a, you know, weird, wacky, just all over the place kind of state. So, really, I need to get into that habit. This hookah's out, we might just end it. We got a little more. I think we got a little more for one story. What is that story, though? Let's tell a story from later on. Sure. This is the one that came to my mind. I haven't talked about this. So this is way after fifth grade and way after college. Not way after college, actually. Right after college. This is right after dropping out of college. Um, I had just met my soon-to-be ex... Soon-to-be at that time wife, now ex-wife. Hopefully the first and last. I don't know. But, um... But anyways, we, uh... um, Yeah, so... (laughs) I was back here in Des Moines having dropped out of college I, I was failing two classes I got fired from my job all within the span of a week and I was just done I was fucking done um it was not a good time it was I was just it was not good socially um there was an incident on my floor the previous semester that was so bad it caused me to move to a different like thing and it was just fucking horrible it was a terrible experience. I hated college. I still hate college. I'm not looking forward to August when I have to go back. Fuck. I really have to probably hop on that shit too, getting that figured out. Regardless, so I was here in Des Moines, living in Des Moines, and these people that I had gone some people that I had gone to high school with, one of these fuckers, his name's Tyler. I, I kinda wanna get him back on just for fucking nostalgic purposes. I know this guy. I've known I had known this guy since preschool. He's like probably the pers- old person that I've known the longest besides family members. I, we rarely talk. We talk maybe a couple times a year. But he's a really cool guy. Um in- you know, interesting character. Very like reminiscent of how I grew up. Um, at least in that time in my life. But anyways, so he and a couple other people that I went to high school with happened to be in town. Or they they were going to DMAC. And somehow I outreached them. And I found this like entire collective of people that had all gone to that high school that I went. They were all like congregating in Ankeny. And they obviously had other friends. Other people that had maybe lived in the area who I had known. So there was kind of that too. Um... And they all, I guess they probably all partied together back then. I wasn't, I didn't party. I didn't party until college. So, like, for, for me to, like, rediscover that partying was kind of interesting. It was kind of, it was really weird and bizarre looking back. But I, I'm glad to, um, I think it's good to revisit your roots every once in a while. But, regardless. So, I was at this party months later, whatever. Um, I had bought a half ounce of weed at this party. And, um, that's not a felony amount, but considering how things end up getting out of hand, I would have been fucked. Absolutely fucked. I remember I was hanging out at this party for a hot minute before I was able to get the bud. Because we were waiting on it, I'm pretty sure. We were drinking. 
Um, I had a couple Jaegers in the beginning, but I just ended up slowing down. I did not want to get trashed. I I was thinking about driving and like getting weed and getting home. Um, but then, you know, I was still chilling. I was still having a good time. It was whatever. But it was like, so it wasn't a college dorm. It was an apartment complex, but it was like meant for college dorms. Like the only people who lived in those places were people who were in college, generally speaking. So there was a, the party erupted essentially. You know, 10 people turned into 20, 20 turned into 40. It was like for at least, I want to say 40 people were probably there about, but, um, so the guy came eventually with the weed. Um, and my, I, I, I'm so thankful to this day that I was smart enough to make this, this decision in which I decided to put the remain, put the weed, put the bag of weed in my car, which at that time, like I was just smoking grams. So like a half ounce was a lot for me. So I was like, I don't want this to get jacked at a party. I had spent a lot of money on it cause I got ripped off at the time and I didn't realize it. Um, or maybe, no, I guess weed was a lot more expensive back then. That was like, yeah, that was before like everything was getting legalized. So I went, I smartly ingeniously went, put it in my car, locked the car, went back up, hung out the party for a little bit. People are drinking. It's getting really loud. Um, I wasn't even sipping on, maybe I was sipping on a beer. I don't think so though. I think I was literally like, there was a smoke sesh that I partook in. And then I was, I was kind of just chilling. So I was like stoned and chilling. I was playing basketball with a friend. Not a friend. A, 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 whatever. Uh, acquaintance I went to high school with. We were gaming, playing playing whatever. Playing basketball. I remember thinking in my head, okay, we're going to finish this game. And I got I to gotta get out of here because shit's getting crazy, right? Minutes before I'm about to leave. There isn't a knock. There isn't an attention or anything. The door right in front of me swings open. And three police officers enter. Um, in the middle of everything. Uh, and I think I, I heard later there was one guy. We were on the second floor. One guy ended up did jumping off the, off the balcony and getting the fuck out. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Uh, but... Yeah, so the cops gathered everyone. That we all sat down. They found the pot. The kid who ha- was having the party, whose pot they found, they had two grams, man. These fucking, they, that's all they found. They found two fucking grams on pipes and whatever else, you know. Um, you know, it from the don't party in Ankeny. That's why. That's all I have to say. The cops there are fucking sketchy as hell. They take it. They they breed on these kids who don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't know anything about the legal system. They take. They rob them. They rob them dry. Don't fucking party in Ankeny, man. Unless you're gonna be fucking smart. But even if you're fucking smart, don't fuck with it. Party somewhere where, you know, it's like neutral. Like here downtown. Party downtown. You know. Sure, cops are dicks, but I mean, it's you're gonna more time. I feel like nine times out of ten, you're gonna be in a situation more where they're gonna tell you to just get the fuck out and go home versus they're gonna try their very best to do everything they can to bust you. So, anyways, we were at this party. Um, 
they found the pot. They took the kid. They pick, take him in cuffs. And I remember he's like sitting on the ground and there are like four cops all yelling and screaming at him to asking him where he got it, et cetera, et cetera. You know, trying to get as much as they can out of him. He's like sitting there probably on the verge of tears over two fucking grams, man. Two fucking grams. And, uh, the guys were out there, you know, the guys, the roommates, they were out there talking with, you know, the cops. And then like the tenant was there, I guess, or the, whatever the, head college person would have been I'm sitting there freaking the fuck out I'm shaking my parents are like calling me asking me like if I'm coming home or not I'm like I I, nope nope I can't nope I'm not gonna do anything like I'm in like you know like it was one of those situations you pull up your phone it would have been a problem it was that bad so the cops asked they're like, is anybody else, did anybody else smoke? And I very stupidly admitted to smoking. And he was like, I want to talk to you later or whatever. He probably wanted to search me or like whatever. Miscommunication from him. Another cop from out of nowhere comes to, up to me at the breathalyzer and says, okay, it's your turn to blow. I blow 0.0. Clean. Sober. I'm over the age of 18. I'm under the age of 21. He looks at me and says, you're free to go. I grab my coat. I walk out the door, down the stairs. My friends say, see ya. I say, I don't even acknowledge their presence. I am so fucking <laughs> zoned in as I am very fastly, like almost running to my car. Unlock it turn it on, pull out of the parking lot, and I scream. I was like, that was, to this day, one of the most anxious moments I've ever had, dealing with those police officers. I remember calling my friend. I took all my weed shit that was, like, because I didn't have any, like, real pipes or grinders or anything. I think I had, like, I had like a happy can and a pill bottle. Um, I think besides the weed, I took everything and threw it away. I was so, I was so fucking paranoid. I was like, I don't want anything else besides weed on me. Like, I, I like, I didn't smoke for a hot minute after that. Not a hot minute, quick minute. <laughs> no, that's probably not true. I probably smoked a bowl like the next day. <laughs> <sighs> this has been fun. This has been, uh, this has probably been a lot more therapeutic for me than it has for you. This is like probably the longest soul episode so uh, by far. I really like this format I've done. Where it's like, I did the first half or I did an angry rant. I actually got really pissed. And then, after about halfway through, I calmed down. And I just kicked back and tell a few stories. So, I guess without further ado, let's wrap this up. Um, Like I said, we got ad spots coming up. Or we got ad spots available. Please... DM me, message me, all that shit about that. Um, subscribe to Patreon. I'm going to adjust those tiers here at some point. I'm really going to get on some, ad, um, get on some shit. Maybe at some point. We'll see. We'll see how my ass does with that. But please check out that Patreon. It's good shit. Um, I, you know, we're, we're all here trying to help each other out. That's all it's about. It's not like 
money game or anything like that. It's not politics. Nothing like that. We're just here chilling. Um, assuming everything with all the COVID testing, all that crap is fine. Hopefully I can find out within the next 48 hours what the fuck's going on with that. Holy shit. I have anxiety thinking about it. Um, so hopefully I can have my next two guests on. Um, Kitty Williams. Williamson? Williamson? Fuck. Williamson. I'm an asshole. Uh, her and then uh, G7, who is a producer. A lot of shit. Alright. Cole McAllister signing off. I hope you guys all have a good night, good day. Hope you guys were all chilling, smoking, drinking. Maybe you're just hanging out at work. Maybe if you are working, you're just. I hope this was therapeutic. Um, feel free to sub, share, like, follow if you're not already. All that crap. Not crap. It's it's great. It's like J Bash shit. It's not bullshit. It's fucking fantastic. Okay, everybody. Signing off. 